Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network for Tuesday, December 7th. My name is Cecil Peters. I will be your host for the next couple days as usual. The weather has turned here. It's about minus 25 Celsius as I record this, so the outdoor rink session is probably put on hold for the day. We'll see how adventurous I decide to get and how pent up we get inside the house, but staying warm is the main priority right now. We'll focus on some NHL bets. Solid week last week for listeners of the show and subscribers to my premium bets article at CecilPeters.com. Had five winning nights, one dud, and one break-even night last week. Hoping to keep that rolling into this week. If you're interested in getting access to my final picks and bets article, which includes all the shot props, which are the main moneymaker for NHL, message me on Twitter at CCPeats and I will let you know how to get access. As always, if you could subscribe to the, this video on YouTube, leave a comment, like it. Leave a rating wherever you're listening to this, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you're listening to, that all greatly helps the show and helps out the network. we got 10 games on the slate today. I'm looking at the opening lines on DK Sportsbook. These are definitely some, there's definitely some potential spots to make money here, but some of these lines are probably going to move as it always does when I record the day before. Hopefully we get what we have closer to game time tomorrow because there's a lot of potential spots to make some good cash here today. This is just what we got to go off for, for now, so that is how it's going to be. First game is in Detroit. The Nashville Predators are minus 120. Detroit Red Wings plus 100 on the money line. I've been hard on Nashville a little bit this year. They've really shown me something the past couple of weeks, especially with Philip Forsberg back in the lineup. The top line with him, Matt Duchesne, and Mikhail Granlin has been excellent. Roman Yossi still lead on the back end. It isn't the, the super strong blue line that the Predators have had in past years, but it is still playing really well and of course UC Saros is a great goaltender he's really been saving the team in some games where they don't perform quite as well as usual Detroit has the potential to win every game they got some great young talent Mort Sider with another couple great games last week he looks like he's going to be a Norris Trophy candidate in a couple years but they're just really inconsistent their goaltending is inconsistent they can beat any team at any time but I wouldn't count on it not this year with Nashville's consistently good, consistently good results over the past couple weeks, that is the direction that I am definitely leading in this one. Next game's in Montreal. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning, minus 170. The Habs are plus 145. I don't know if the people that are setting these lines know that Montreal's horrible, but they are. Like, this line has to be a mistake. Montreal isn't worth a sniff until they get closer to plus 200 or better against this elite Tampa Bay team. Even with Point and Kucherov out, we have Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman really carrying the load for Tampa Bay. They got depth players stepping up, it seems like, every night. Taylor Radish has been the guy lately. He's got goals in a couple games, taking a ton of shots. It just seems that Tampa Bay, no matter how many guys they have that go down, there's always depth players coming up from the AHL, and they always seem to perform. It really goes to show that Tampa Bay has really built a winning culture, a winning organization. Their AHL team is solid. Their NHL team is great. They just have a really, really deep system, and it really pays off when they have guys like Point and Kucherov out. Andre Vasilevsky should get the nod in net here after Brian Elliott started last game. I mean, let's just put it this way. In the Tampa Bay Lightning's last game, they won 7-1. They got the coach of the other team fired, and now they're playing Montreal, who just fired their GM. Maybe Tampa goes for the double and tries to get Montreal's coach fired here. Regardless, I think Tampa Bay should be at least minus 200, minus 210, probably more in this game. So I don't generally make bets at minus 170, but this is an exception for me. Next game's in Ottawa. The New York Islanders are minus 135, visiting the Senators, plus 110. Ottawa's buzzing right now, unless, of course, they lost last night. 
As I mentioned, I am recording this before their game against New Jersey, so I'm not sure what happened. We usually like riding teams on a winning streak, especially a young team like Ottawa who rides momentum. But on the second half of a back-to-back and only being plus 110, I'm going to sit this one out. I will have a hard look at some shot props as I love targeting both of these teams. They both allow a ton of shots. Other than that, I'll have no interest in this game. Next game's in Toronto. We got the Columbus Blue Jackets plus 225 at Toronto minus 280. Columbus on the road just isn't the play this year. We love the Blue Jackets. Anybody who's watched this show or subscribed to my articles knows I love betting on the Blue Jackets. But the Blue Jackets are a home dog. That's where you bet the Columbus Blue Jackets when they're plus money at home. That's when they win games. That's the sweet spot. They can compete against anyone at any time. But asking them to beat the Leafs is a big ask. I'm not sure if Mitch Marner will be back for Toronto. If he is, I expect him and Austin Matthews to be buzzing. They've been playing amazing lately. Not 100% sure what the injury issue is with Marner, but if he's back, they're a big target for me on DraftKings. Columbus won a game they probably shouldn't have against San Jose last game. Again, they weren't plus money, but they were a slight home underdog in that one. Home underdog, Columbus wins. That's how you make money on them. I hate ruling out my Blue Jackets, but the facts are the facts. The Leafs should take this game, and they should take it rather easily. Next game, we have the Anaheim Ducks in Buffalo. Another back-to-back situation is Anaheim played Washington last night. I'm not sure how that game turned out. But regardless, this is a garbage line. Buffalo is horrible. Anaheim? Awesome. Easy bet on the Ducks here. I don't care that they're on a back-to-back. Buffalo is a bottom-five team when it comes to expected goals percentage. And they're a bottom-one or maybe bottom-two team in terms of goaltending. That's not a good combo. Hey, Buffalo had a decent stretch to start the year. That's a distant memory now. The only worst team in the NHL right now is are the Arizona Coyotes, I think, especially with Ottawa starting to win some games. Ducks are going to take advantage of this. you got the Trevor Zegras line, who's really stepped up with Ryan Getzlaff out. I won't pretend that Ryan Getzlaff being gone isn't a blow. It is. But with Zegras stepping up, they got some decent depth at center with Isaac Lundstrom and Sam Steele. This is a great spot for Anaheim to score some goals. doesn't matter who's in the net for Buffalo. They don't have any good options. Love the Ducks here at minus 125. Moving on to the next game, we got the Carolina Hurricanes visiting the Winnipeg Jets. This game's a pick. That's another dumb line. Carolina minus 110, Winnipeg minus 110. Carolina's 10 times better than Winnipeg. The Jets are just getting a boost after a big win in a prime matchup against the Leafs. I mean, you scored six times against the Leafs' fourth string goalie as they're on the second half of a road back-to-back. Big whoop. That doesn't make you an amazing hockey team. Winnipeg's a horrible team defensively. Carolina has been generating generating more scoring chances than almost any other team in the league over the past couple weeks. Carolina is going to score a ton of goals in this game. Winnipeg's giving it up on the penalty kill. They're giving it up at even strength. They're not going to score enough against Carolina to snag the win here. Carolina, as a pick, horrible line. I'd probably bet them up to minus 140. Easy bet to make. It's hard to say where to go in DFS with the Carolina Hurricanes just because they love to mix their lines up. Not sure if Svechnikov's going to be back. There are some injury concerns with the Canes, but if they keep the Aho, Teravine, and Nino Niederreiter line together, that's going to be a big target for me, especially with the cheap price on Nino. Next game on the night is in St. Louis. Florida Panthers minus 130, St. Louis Blues plus 110. Pretty fair line, which means I'm not betting the game. It is a back. It is a rematch. These two teams played on Saturday in Florida. Florida outshot the Blues massively in that game. Great performance from Billy Huso in net. Florida ended up winning it in a shootout. 
I love the Blues. They're big. They're fast. They're physical. They got tons of scoring talent. But Florida's just not the team to bet against this year. They just have that factor. They're just that hockey team. They're playing really well. Even when they're missing guys, they have guys stepping up. I love the Blues. I love the Blues as plus money. I love them at home. But I'm just not targeting Florida. This should be a really fast-paced fast game. It was in Florida. These teams like to trade chances. Both of them have no problem kind of giving it up and then going back the other way. So we're going to look at some shot props here. Probably look at Pavel Buchnevich. He's been going over his shot prop every single night. Sometimes it's 1.5. Sometimes it's 2.5. Doesn't really matter. He hits it every time. Jonathan Huberto, Sam Bennett, Aaron Ekblad. Those are guys for Florida who keep hitting theirs as well. Should be a high-paced game. Tons of shots both ways. Really going to look hard at the betting odds tomorrow on the shot props, and there should be a couple options from this one. Next game's in Chicago. So we just talked about a really high, fast-paced game in St. Louis. This is going to be the opposite. I can't pull the trigger on this game either. Chicago needs to be more of an underdog for me to do it, and the Rangers without Igor Shesterkin just aren't that team for me. They have been great, but Alexander Georgiev in net can turn a great performance into a loss just like that. He's not very good. Like I said, it's going to be a slow-paced game. Chicago's just turned into a slow, boring, low-event team since they've changed coaches. It's leading to a better record. You can't deny that. But honestly, I'm bored of it. Chicago used to be one of the most exciting teams to watch. I'd rather see the 5-3 shit shows than these 3-2 slow, boring games they've been involved in lately. Not really interested in watching. Not interested in betting it. Probably won't have a single dollar on any aspect of this hockey game. Next game is in Edmonton. We got Minnesota minus 105 in Edmonton visiting the Oilers on a losing streak, and I love it. They're just struggling. They lost to the Kraken. That was the only time I bet the Oilers all year. Probably will be. I thought that was a prime spot for them to win. The line was horrible. And then Seattle just beat them 4-3, and then LA comes into town. Edmonton gets Darnell Nurse back. They got some bodies back. LA drums them 5-1. Exceptional performance from the Kings. They just played amazing. McDavid ended up getting kicked out for a hit from behind. Now it's time to see what the Oilers are made of, right? We got Minnesota coming in on a super hot streak. Kapil Kaprizov's feeling it right now. Everybody on Minnesota's scoring except for Kevin Fiala, and he's generating a ton of chances. So Minnesota's going to hold up there, and in this game, it's going to be a great one. There's two outcomes here. Minnesota keeps playing the way they're playing keeps dominating games and they beat the Edmonton Oilers as they probably should or option number two Connor McDavid decides he's sick of losing comes out with a massive four-point game puts up some big numbers this game's a great litmus test to see how the Oilers play after a tough loss I'm not going to bet either side of it but how the Oilers react here will influence any future bets I do make on them last game of the night is in California the San Jose Sharks plus 120 with the Flames in town Calgary's only minus 145. I think that's a dumb line. San Jose's hot streak's over. Tough end to a road trip that started off really well. A few losses to end it. Their goaltending really let them down, although James Reimer was sick for the last little bit, so they went to the backup, Aiden Hill. He couldn't get it done. I don't know if Reimer's going to be back in time for this one. If he's out, then I like the Flames even more. Calgary's had a successful run through California so far. Two wins in, Ana win in Anaheim, win in LA. They went to Las Vegas and lost in a close game. I just don't think minus 145 is a big enough line. Calgary's been a dominant team all year. They should have no problem with the Sharks. As per usual with the Sharks game, we will look at the Timo Meyer shot prop as the main avenue towards making money. Well, those are the games for the night. 10 of them, my early leans being on Calgary, Carolina, 
Anaheim, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. With 10 games, we usually find 10 to 12 great shot prop options. Looking at the teams that we have here, I have no doubt there will be at least 10, probably more, probably a few plus money options as well. Should be a great night to make some money. As for DraftKings, my initial favorites are the Flames' top line, Carolina's top line, and Nashville's top line. But I will dive that into that deeper tomorrow, as well as going over all the finalized shot props. As usual, thank you for watching. Please help the network out and like the show wherever you're watching. And leave a comment if you are on YouTube. Thanks again for all the support, and we will see you guys tomorrow.